22-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Wide again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Welcome to another edition of the Boston Sports Extra Podcast. My name is Justin Gonzalez, and alongside here with me today is, as usual, Kyle Porchy and Gabrielle Starr. What's up, guys? Hey. What's going on, fans? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, so let's just jump in. This is a Red Sox edition, obviously. Um, and uh, I have a lot that I want to get off my chest. I'm sure everyone else does, too. So let's get right into it. Um, so I want to go into recapping these. Um, we lost the series. Uh, we know we're going to see them in the playoffs. So And they're the defending champs. Um, let's just let's just uh, get the monkey off our back right now and ask the question: Are you guys worried about this at all? No. Yes. <laughs> no. So, all right, all right. So, you two debate it. <laughs> all right, you go first. Kyle, how are you not worried? Five, five seconds. Explain yourself. Go ahead. Right, yeah, so I'll give you thirty yourself. seconds. Give us. Okay. Okay. Thirty I'll, seconds. Explain I'll give yourself. It inside you the mind of Porchy, real quick. So, I mean, it's a baseball season, 162 games. It's very long. And, I mean, yes, the Astros are defending World Series champs, and that's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, you're going to see a different ammo from Boston, baby, in the postseason. We all know it. Betts is going to be on fire. Martinez going to be on fire. Bullpen hopefully will figure this shit out. And um, my boy Xander did pretty good that entire series. So, I mean, good things to come forward. Gabrielle? I'm sorry, where were you for the last two Red Sox post-series, <laughs> like post-seasons? Because we looked like a bag of dead rats the last two years in the ALDS. So I don't really know what version of, like, maybe you're thinking of the Red Sox, like, in my dreams that show up <laughs> in the postseason, like the David Ortiz postseason, where it's like he bats over 700 and murders everybody. But this Red Sox team, minus J.D. Martinez, lay down and died last year in front of the Astros. Like, yeah. I was in LA and I went to watch game one of the ALDS at a Boston bar in Santa Monica. And I was drunk by the second inning because Jose Altuve was just destroying Chris Sale and I couldn't take it. And they just looked like they were like, oh my God, is it over yet? And I, and I was like, you're the ones playing. So yes, I'm very nervous. I don't think it's going to be great. I, at this point, I'm basically just hoping that maybe the Indians will take care of them for us. Because we did better against them than we did against the Astros, like barely. But I mean, well, we we had we had a one run lead by the by the bottom of the first every game of this series, and obviously it's only one run. But we almost blew it last night, and yeah. we had a four run lead. So I do not feel confident because they do everything that we do, except their bullpen doesn't suck. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they're us. They're the best bullpen in the, in, in baseball. But with a bullpen, meaning even yep. though we have the re- best record in baseball, they're the best team in baseball. 
because they have a functioning bullpen and our bullpen right. is full of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So on a side uh, note, Altuve was out. No, he played. Okay, but like, no, I that, mean, will, that will not, that, oh, that will oh, not oh, matter oh. in the postseason. That was a gift. Yeah. That, well, I mean, that's right. like, I can't even, I mean, I look, you guys know I was, I was on a mountain during last night's game. So I only saw the replay and I really don't have strong feelings on it. Aside from the fact that Justin and I spent our weekend fielding off the most ridiculous baseball fans I've ever encountered. Yeah. And they weren't Yankee fans. People are ridiculous, man. Like, I I don't, I don't know like what, what the motive is. Like, there I, was I no motive. They're the new Yankees fans. They're like, oh, we're we won a world championship. Congratulations on winning your first World Series ever. That's like congratulating yeah, yeah. someone on the bad sex they have when they lose their virginity. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I want to give my two cents here. Um, hopefully my opinion matters, but we'll see. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's not it's not a good look losing to this team when we see them in the playoffs we we probably most likely will see them in the playoffs uh one way or another um i i i don't think they're gonna be playing in that wild card game i i think they're they're just that much better than the a's i think they'll stick it out and win that division um but you know like the like i said in the last 700 episodes that we've been on or however like whatever 21 um the bullpen is just not clutch. It's just not clutch. Like, you know, when they need to make the pitches that they need to make, they can't do it. They don't rise to the occasion. And the offense isn't going to bail them out every single time. And you can't you can't afford to make these decisions against the Astros, against the Indians, against the Yankees. You know what I mean? Because these are the teams that you're going to be seeing in the playoffs. If you guys, If everyone thinks that... You know, just because they're doing one thing in the regular season doesn't mean that the Astros are going to turn into a completely different animal in the postseason. You're out of your mind. I mean, the animal they turned into last year was Jose Altuve hitting three homers in game one of the ALDS. So if anything, the animal that they turn into is eight times worse than the one that we just looked pathetic in front of. Oh, my God. I can't even. I mean, No. And, And, you know... Altuve isn't having the greatest season by his standards, okay? But that doesn't mean that he's not going to keep, you know, pick up where he left off from last postseason. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that George Springer, World Series MVP, isn't going to pick off where pick up where he left off last season. You know what I mean? Like they these guys know what it's like to go all the way in the postseason, and they are a strong core. And right now they're being led by by Alex Bregman, who has like the hottest bat in the second half. And I, I mean, I, I know this because he's on my fantasy team, but he is, he is doing amazing right now. And I mean, reached, you know, Alex Bregman has reached base in a reached base in 129 of 139 starts this season. That's 92.8 percent. It's the best insane. percentage in the major for anyone who's played at least. No, and no, and no players finished a season with a percentage that high since Mike Trout in 2013. And I mean, I, you know, like that, it's just, it's, it's, you don't want to see it. Okay. Especially when, you know, like I said, the bullpen isn't doing what they're doing. And, you know, um, all you can hope is that, you know, guys like Mitch Moreland turns it on guys like Devers finds a way to turn it on guys like Pierce. I, I mean, Pierce has been doing good when he's in, but I don't think, I don't know if he gets enough playing time. You haven't really heard his name since the Yankee series. 
You know what he's I mean? He's not been. I mean, he also kind of didn't. He kind of hurt himself briefly. Did he? I, I did he? I think he did, but I don't think it was anything crazy. Um, I don't. I don't know, Kyle. Look at look 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 that up real quick. But um, right, in you. the in the in the meantime, um, you know, like and and it, and it goes. You know what it goes back to? Remember that guy who played first base for the Red Sox early on? I wonder if he could help us now. Oh, that guy! That guy that yeah, yeah. Mr. Uh, El Trace. Something like that. Mr. Yeah. My heart's still broken about it. Yeah, I can't talk about it. I have to say, so last year in the postseason, one of the only effective players yep. was Moreland. He batted 385 and went 5 for 13 and reached base in 7 of 15 plate appearances. He had I mean, two doubles and four runs scored in the ALDS against Houston. So... Like and another thing is he Cora said he hadn't been I don't know if it was like he hasn't wasn't feeling well or like he was injured or something but he's had a really like bad second half of the season yeah yeah but we do know that last year against the Astros he was one of the only people that looked half awake the entire series yeah no exactly and so... but I, I'm looking for this tweet that I retweeted yesterday because it was the Red Sox like record against. Like good teams versus versus the rest, <laughs> the rest of baseball, and it made me quite anxious. So Justin, uh, on uh, yeah. Steve Pierce injury notes, uh, August twenty second, August twenty fifth, he was sidelined for a stiff back injury. Okay, all right. That was about it. No Dielston or anything. Right. So all right, here we go, guys. Yeah. Red Sox, Red Sox versus Oakland. They're two and four. Yankees. They're eight and five. Astros, um, as of what was yesterday, the ninth. So at, at, they're three and four against the Astros now, and they're mm-hmm. two and two against the, the, the Indians. Against the rest of baseball, they're 83 and 31. So it's that whole thing of like, oh, yeah, we have the best record in baseball. But again, those crap teams won't go to the playoffs. So it really doesn't matter if you can beat the Orioles. Everyone and their mother can beat the Orioles. The Orioles won't be in the playoffs. You have to be able to beat the teams that you're going to face. Well, the other ones are just padding your win record. Like, yeah, obviously you need to win a bunch of games to get to the postseason, but it matters who you're winning against. So here, here's here's the thing, right? the The record against the Yankees is good. What was it? Eight and five, right? Eight and five. Eight and five. That's good. That's Without good. Chris Sale. Without Chris Sale for two of those series, two yeah. or three, two or all of them, or two. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I think I think it's without t- uh, two of them. Two you know, and also we we had barely any David Price against the Yankees until the sweep series, and now he's like our best pitcher. Yeah. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did not deserve that L on Friday. He was well, yeah, great. He, he got a he got the no decision, but no, I know he didn't. But I'm but saying the, like he deserved a win. Uh, yeah, no, he did. His he did. performance merited a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was phenomenal, and I'm yeah. I, you know you know how I used to feel about him. Yeah. No. Um. But my point about the other teams is that, like, you're not exactly getting blown out by them either. You're not losing, you know, like, you, it's not like the, the, the Red Sox are, like, whatever, 0-7 against against the Astros. You know what I mean? Like, they're keeping up. No, but, you know, they, they do have to. We were so close to being swept this weekend, though. I mean, let's be no, that's we all, were. Let's we all were. call it what it is. That was a pretty miraculous, like, to the point where I was in the desert and I was, like, getting the updates on my phone because like stupid Sunday night baseball, like get the blackout, can't watch it on my phone. 
And I'm getting the updates and I'm like listening to the audio and I was like, this isn't actually happening right now. I mean, we like JD Martinez hit his 40th home run of the season. Like that game should have been a win. That shows you how much of a problem our bullpen is that you have mm -hmm. a four run lead. JD Martinez hitting Xander Bogart's going four for four on base mm -hmm. five times. And it's like, we didn't deserve that win last night. Like we no. pulled that win out of our butts. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of not enjoyable. Like, yeah, it was great to see Moreland walk it off. And, like, it was exciting to see them celebrate the win. But if you walked away from that game not feeling like, oh, my God, that series was embarrassing, I don't understand you as a Red Sox fan because, quite frankly, that series made me very anxious. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. And, I mean, and, I'm, I'm excited to see excited this. this. I'm excited to get I'm rid of this whole regular season thing, you know. Postseason's going to be an interesting battle because – I mean, in my honest opinion, I don't see New York getting past Oakland in a wild card game, no matter if it's at Yankee Stadium. These things, or and then they're going to know the opposite's going to happen. And we're going to have mean, Kyle the Yankees winning. Opinion, worst case, anything, any of these no, don't come true or exact opposite of it, blame me. It's whatever. I'll I'll be your escape boat, whatever. But anyways, long story short, it's, it's going to be great battles, you know, great, great hitting, because that's what we've done all season is hit, 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 hit. You know, we'll have our best pitcher back. Just having Sale back in the starting rotation in itself brings so much more life and and uh, competitiveness to the team in itself. So, I mean, we're a different team when we have Chris Sale healthy, even though. I mean, it's crazy to me that we've been doing so well without Chris Sale. Like, yeah. If you think about the fact that we have so many games that he should have been pitching in and we're still 98 and 46, like that is insane. But at the same time, it's kind of like that Nomar thing in 2004 where it's like Nomar was our best player. And it was only after we got rid of him that we won a World Series. So it's always like that weird thing of like, are we winning despite him? Or is it just like we are a good team, bullpen aside, and we'll be even better when Sale is back? I mean, I know I'll feel a lot more comfortable when Chris Sale is back, but I'm also a little nervous about the fact that they're bringing him back right now when we don't need him to get to the postseason, and if he gets hurt, which, like, keeps me up at night, if he does get hurt, we don't have him at all for the postseason. I don't think the DL stem was anything to look at. You know, I, I feel it's just precautionary. Like, oh, we're, we're doing pretty good. I mean, why don't you just sit a week or so out, you know? Just, just take your time, whatever. I don't think it's anything major. He's yeah, been, no. He's out for a while guys this is like i mean aside from that one thing that one game where he destroyed the orioles yeah he hasn't pitched in a while it's not like it was like a 10-day dl he's been out since the beginning of august basically yeah or like end of july like i think it was like retro to july 29th or something he like so, he came back for that one five that, yeah. where he struck out five 12 orioles in 78 pitches and other than that he hasn't played at all we've been without sale since the beginning of the second half of the season, basically. So Chris Sale in the second half, uh, he he only has three starts. Uh, he has a zero ERA, okay? Uh, 17 innings pitched, six hits, two walks, 31 strikeouts, okay? The reason the reason I'm saying that there's really no – well, the reason I'm saying that there's no reason to, to kind of freak out is because – um, when was it? Yesterday he threw a bullpen and touched a hundred, a hundred, a hundred point five miles an hour. When you have see, 
and I brought this up before, but like every single pitcher doesn't have a clean Im- image on their arm. Their arm is are their arms are completely messed up since they're like nine, ten, eleven years old. So you know, a lot inflammation comes and goes sometimes. You know what I mean? It's a it's a part of you know, it, it's 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 a part of being a pitcher in the in in the MLB. You know what I mean? You're you're competing at the highest level. You know, you're throwing you know to the best hitters in the world. So. You know, and they're going to limit him. Uh, if you're listening on drop day, they're limiting him today to two innings pitch. So he's basically going to be an opener, something that the Rays have done. But you know, he he, I think I think he's going to be fine. And and Gabriel, you brought up the fact that like if he gets hurt, you know, like we're screwed. But like honestly, that could happen to Mookie or JD too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, God, why you know, are we like willing these things into existence, guys. I'm not. I'm not. I listen. I'm not gonna wood everything. Kyle. You know what I mean? But you know, like, yeah. Come on, that, Justin. What are you doing, kid? <laughs> that could happen to anybody at any time, too. You know what I mean? So, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be afraid. Like, I'm just trying to like make you feel better about the situation. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't uh, be afraid. Well. We'll see how he pitches tomorrow, and then hopefully that'll work. Because if he, I'll tell you what, if he's hitting a hundred, even a hundred and one, he's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's fine. There's really. I mean, we say about. that, but it's like, first of all, this is the first season since his rookie season in 2010 when he was a reliever. I think yeah. that he was hitting a hundred on the gun. Like he didn't. Like he he throws. He throws hard, but like he also. He also doesn't need to be throwing that hard. Yeah. Like Chris Sale is Chris Sale without going that hard. And I would say, like, obviously, I'm no doctor, I'm no expert, but if if he can already be Chris Sale without adding that extra velocity that could be like, you know, just a little too intense, like he should just chill out a little bit. Yeah. It's not like he has a problem finding his location like other Red Sox pitchers when he throws too fast. But yeah. I mean, that's what makes him Chris Sale. Though. Story. He's so crazy. Like, like in the same count, he could throw you a 99 mile an hour fastball with without even his off speed stuff. He can touch that fastball down to 93 if he wants to. Just the way he throws mm-hmm. his fastball with such different velocities just blows my freaking mind. It's amazing. So, I mean, it's like I mean the story of uh, Koufax where he was like. A totally mediocre pitcher, but he was throwing like a hundred miles an hour. And then the catcher, I don't remember the catcher's name, uh, Larry something, I think, came to him and was like, dude, the reason you're not, you have no location on your pitches is because you're pitching too hard. Like you're throwing too fast. He's like, he's like, you lower that by like three miles, five miles an hour, you'll have no problem. And that's literally, the thing that turns Sandy Koufax into like one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah. And I f- would recommend that to certain members of our bullpen. Like Joe Lo- Kelly. Locate who location. Cannot, who cannot complete an inning because he's throwing over a hundred miles an hour, but he's walking like every batter. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. matter how good, how fast you're throwing. If you can't strike him out or get an easy out or get a clean inning. Like the, it doesn't it, I don't care if you're throwing 200 miles an hour. I don't care if you're the Tesla of pitchers. <laughs> if you're the reason that we're blowing games, which I'm not saying Joe Kelly is like, I mean Joe Kelly is one of the only pitchers who's actually doing well the second half of the season. But if you're one of our pitchers and the reason that you're doing it is cuz you think it, it's better to be fast than to be accurate, you do not deserve to be in major league baseball. 
there's there's a guy on the Cardinals, Jordan Hicks. You probably heard of him. Uh, he throws like a hundred and two mile an hour sinker. It's in, it's it's sick. Yeah, it's sick. But he can't locate it. If he threw right, that sinker, right? If, if he threw that, if he from, the, from our former prospect Kopech, who's now going to have yeah. to have Tommy John, which is Tommy terrible. John, yeah. But he was, you know, his location also is like totally off because his speed is also not perfect, but he throws really hard. Like, I think he hit 103 on the gun this year. Yeah. And, but it's like, again, you know, 103 miles an hour fastball means nothing if it's going above the head of the pitcher. I mean, of the catcher. Completely worthless. But, like, congratulations on your circus act. I think it's, it's hard to kind of, control whether awesome, someone's yeah. throwing a hundred as opposed to if you're gonna not you know like kind of like knock it down to like 98 you know what i mean like yeah, it, yeah. It, can't, it can't be easy no you know it, it's I mean? definitely like, had to be difficult yeah yeah you know but like the thing is too is that like so he throws chris sale getting again uh, getting back to chris sale he throws a hundred but then like he throws a slider at like 80 miles an hour you know what I mean? Yeah, it's enough. extremely effective, but like that really throws off, you know, that really throws off the batter. It's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like when if if you brought in uh, Joe Kelly in the seventh, he's throwing 190 miles an hour, and then you bring in Stephen Wright, who's chucking up 60 mile an hour, <laughs> you know, like knuckleballs. Like it's just it's it's insane. Um, and we'll uh, we'll get into the bullpen a little later. Um, obviously, we have a lot to talk about with that. Um, so I kind of want to jump into this next topic. Um, I wanted I wanted to um, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to get into briefly the Osuna thing. Um, real quick, um, I just want to on the on a Red Sox side of things, uh, the Red Sox when they were looking for a reliever before the the trade deadline. Uh, they, they didn't even think about like touching him. They didn't even think about like going after him, anything like that, because he is, um, Scum. well, more specifically, uh, he's what, On what trial. is it? He's, he is, he is awaiting, awaiting trial, right? No, he's no, like been in trial. court already. He oh, has okay. his next, okay. not even his first court appearance is his next court appearance on the 19th of the month. Yeah. It's his indictment, right? right? No, I don't think it's his indictment, but it's like he had like some I think it was like he had his appearance where he pled not guilty, maybe. Oh, okay. And then now he has like an I don't know, I, Canadian court system is right. not my uh, area of expertise. It is in Canada, but right? I forgot. It was in Canada. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, no, the point is he is currently going through legal proceedings in a court of law for attacking his girlfriend. And he's eligible for the playoffs. And he's eligible for the playoffs. But Robinson Cano is not eligible for the playoffs. This is a lot. He, yeah, well, it's a it's just shame. like the most NFL thing I've ever seen from the from Major League Baseball. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's you know, it's the Tampa Bay Bucks with Winston versus, you know, Julian Edelman's getting four games and Winston getting three games. Yeah. Winston no, sexually assaulted an Uber driver. Julian Edelman used performance enhancing drugs. And they still won't even tell him what he tested for. Yeah, but I'm I glad that that's worse. I'm, gl- I'm I'm glad that that's worse than a man assaulting a woman because I it, mean that seems to make sense. I I think you know if we're if we're I just realize our viewers can't see me when I roll my eyes so hard that they almost pop out of my head. So I'm just going <laughs> to state for the record that 
I just rolled my eyes very hard. It's a, it was, it's it a was, very aggressive look. Yeah, it was quite hard. It's harsh. pretty, yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I and, and I don't care that this is a Red Sox podcast, but I think this should be talked about on any level of any team of any type of uh, broadcast. Um, you know, like... The fact that the Astros had the best bullpen before Osuna, they had Ken Giles, who was completely shitting himself every single time he stepped he stepped onto that mound. Um, they didn't they didn't really need. I, I feel like they just had to like move certain guys around in order to find who their true closer would be. They didn't need Osuna, obviously. No, they went they out, didn't. They it's went not out like and they, got they were him. the Orioles or the Royals, mm-hmm. where it was like. You know, they're desperate, they're pathetic, they're like, they've got no chance, they need to rebuild, they'll do anything they can. I mean, the Royals were considering signing that prospect who molested his four-year-old niece. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bar for, like, what we are accepting as acceptable human beings in Major League Sports now is, like, so low, and thankfully they did not sign him and no one signed him. Yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, I wrote a whole thing about it saying, you know, like, thank God that we at least know that we don't hire – child molesters like i'm glad that at least we know that yeah but it's like for the astros to win the world series to have a first place team i think the astros have been in first place in their division basically the entire season the same way we have Mm. to still be a fan no the the mariners were in first place for briefly when they were hot but for the most part briefly but they're like us for the most part they've held a strong grip on their on their division for most of the season yes they're one of the best teams in baseball they've got you know verlander they've got altuve springer bregman correa like they've got keichel they've got this like phenomenal group and it's like you're really it's just like it reeks of desperation. It's such a bad look. And the other thing is, I mean, I, I did a whole I did a whole piece on this because it's like with the Ozuna thing, it's also the way that the Astros handled it. First of all, you you don't get to come out and say, which is the, the GM said, we have a no tolerance policy for abuse of any kind. And when I tweeted that, Astros fans were like, yeah, well, that applies when you're on the team. And I was like, oh, so if he's currently on trial, it doesn't matter because it happened before he was on the team. So it's totally like, what? No. Yeah. Like, oh, like oh, you're yeah. signing a guy to your team. You say you have a no tolerance policy for abuse and the guy's currently on trial for beating his girlfriend up. Doesn't so that's like the, the his like, baggage just, comes with them. Yeah. Right. You're Especially if right you're now. currently like, if you stop, if you trade for a guy while he's suspended, you're you're signing for a guy who's like it's not like he did it you know ten years ago which I'm not saying obviously that's not okay but it's not like he did it ten years ago it's like you're doing this in the thick of his situation so yeah, you don't yeah. get to say that you have no tolerance because it's no tolerance unless the guy can help you win a second straight World Series the other thing is they purposefully didn't ask players that they knew would oppose the trade how they felt about it because I don't know if you guys know this but in March an Astros prospect was caught on camera at one of their yeah. minor league fields beating the crap out of his girlfriend. Yeah, that was and disgusting. Justin and Justin Verlander and a, a bunch of other Astros players were tweeting about how disgusted they were, including Verlander mm-hmm. saying, fuck you. I hope you like get nowhere in life and like called him like a scumbag. Yeah. So it's like they and, and Verlander said they did not consult me something to the effect of they didn't consult me. They knew how I'd feel. So it's like 
you risked, you also, you're so desperate to get another World Series that you risked your clubhouse energy by yeah, signing yeah. a guy that you knew his teammates wouldn't be okay with. Like, that's just awkward as hell. Like, you know Justin Verlander is outspoken against domestic abuse, and you're signing a guy who's currently on trial for domestic abuse. Yeah. And the other thing is, last week, <laughs> the other thing, there's been like 15 things. Last week, they kicked a fan out of their ballpark who was holding up a sign that said that had the 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 phone number the name and phone number of the Houston like domestic abuse hotline or something yeah. and the yep. fan has been there before and they took the fan and they threw him out and it's like first of all the fan is doing what you should be doing Houston like yeah. you want to sign the guy you want to claim that he's rehabilitated you better be doing stuff for victims of assault and abuse you better be giving to charities. You better be talking about how against it you are. Like, if you want to make people think that this isn't the most hypocritical thing that's ever happened in baseball, then you better make an effort. This fan should not be doing your job for you. And on top of it, you should not be kicking them out. Mm. Like, yeah, you can kick Baseball teams are at liberty to kick out anyone from ballpark that they see fit. Yeah. That is their right. It's their right to refuse entry, to kick people out. Totally up to them. The Yankees kicked out a guy at the beginning of the season for wearing like a neon yellow t-shirt that said something on it about a teammate, uh, uh, one of the members of the team. It's like, they can do that to whoever they want. But the point is this is a guy who's advocating against domestic assault and you kicked him out and it just makes you look so bad. It's absolutely unbelievable. Like I actually am kind of in shock at how badly they have like repeatedly handled this situation. I think it's shameful. So like, I got a few takes on this. Okay. <sighs> kind of lost my train of thought. So <laughs> sorry, you know how I feel about this. No, 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 no. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the the fact that we have these feelings towards Roberto Arzuna are com are, are are completely like they're they're justified they're correct he's a piece of shit um do we feel about steven wright in the same way um so hold on i'm sending kyle my article on the, the prospect well, wasn't that, steven uh, wright's just a yelling altercation so steven wright he kicked down the door to 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 like go apparently uh he kicked down a door to to enter the room that his wife was in um you but know, there was I no mean, but there was no um contact. there was no physical contact obviously i mean look you guys saw my tweet like i had a i had a relationship with a guy who was yeah not while we were dating but he i mean he was he was very verbally abusive and he was a cheater and he was yeah just, a terrible human yeah, being and then he right actually like hit me in the face in public like a year after we had broken up. But I take this very seriously. Like I'm not going to say like, oh, like Stephen Wright is perfect and they're completely different. Like no, Stephen Wright did something bad. But if you conflate the two, you're all, we're also like if we compare, if we make them the same, we are doing something bad too because they are different people who did different things. Yeah. I don't excuse Stephen Wright from, you know, screaming at his wife and kicking down the door. But you also, like, I also would say that the fact that MLB gave Stephen Wright a 15-game suspension and gave Roberto Ozuna a 75-game suspension, when they know all the facts of the case and we do not, and Ozuna is 
by far a better pitcher. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Than Stephen Wright. Like you would say, oh, well, like the Red Sox are the best team. It's biased, whatever. First of all, the Astros are, oh, no, he was on the Blue Jays. But Ozuna was a phenomenal pitcher. Yeah. He was yeah. key to their team. That was a big blow to them. So it's not MLB playing favorites. Like, you know, Wright was also on the DL. Like he was nothing to us. They gave him a 15 game suspension because what he did in their eyes, and I'm not saying that MLB gives out suspensions that, like, I don't think that Roberto Ozuna should be playing baseball. I think he should be in jail. But MLB gives out suspensions based on the crimes committed. Yeah. Okay. So even if they're not giving them out on the right level, the point is one of them got 15 games and isn't on trial. The other one is currently on trial and got one of the and got the third longest suspension in in the history of this program. And the program has been around since 2015 when Araldis Chapman strangled yep. his girlfriend and then fired nine bullets into the wall of their house. It it it. I mean, it says and it then says went a on lot. to win a World Series with the Cubs in the same yeah, yeah. season, which is basically like how I feel about Ozuna right now. Which is like, if Ozuna is the guy closing out a World Series game, I don't, I don't know how I, I will be able to function. So all all these I don't guys are the season for that exact reason that I just think it's disgusting. All these all these guys represent the league, correct? Yes. Right. All these guys represent baseball. All these guys represent. Every, all the kids that are playing Little League right now, they have, you know, and, and every everybody in between. The fact that Major League Baseball allowed any team to sign him while he's currently on trial is just, it's it's insane. Okay. No, he shouldn't be allowed to play this season. Like, that's, that's like, the, there's nothing, there's nothing more that we can say about it. He just right. shouldn't be in baseball while this right. is going on. But what I'm, what I'm saying all. is that, you know, MLB, MLB needs to take this as an example and, possibly use him as an example and they need to act proactively not reactively yeah so they need they need to seriously consider you know listen if you're on trial you can't be signed you know what i mean if if, or or traded or whatever the bar is pretty low there like if you're on trial Right. These guys exactly. just shouldn't be on trial for doing bad stuff. You're you get you know millions of dollars a year to do the yeah. best thing in the world. Like maybe just yeah. don't beat up your girlfriend. But no, don't no, ruin absolutely. your life. God, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but not only that, if you compare it to some of the bigger suspensions they've had, like how is a guy like A. Rod getting an over a year suspension when something that's intolerable that shouldn't happen in the first place is only getting seventy five games? No, I know. And I that's, mean, and that's, yeah, A-Rod was cut down to 162. It was cut down from like 200-something. They cut it yeah. down to a full season. Yeah. But again, it's the same thing of like, okay, so and, – and, and, and a follower of mine on Twitter made a good point. He said, well, it's unfair to baseball when a player uses performance-enhancing drugs, which is true. But you know what? I still care more – about a human person beating the crap out of another human person because that is an actual like right like maybe don't use performance enhancing drugs yes it's unfair like i understand why baseball is so hard on athletes who use performance enhancing drugs and i support that but that's a completely separate issue because the point is a person hurting another person is still overall worse than a person a deciding to shrink their own testicles. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. You want to ruin your body? That's fine. 
you want to hurt another person like there's a reason why they're like these are the reason why these are things that you go to court for yeah yeah you know you want to take a knife and cut yourself in your kitchen it's your own body like you're stupid but do what you want to do yeah it's when like it's not illegal to hurt your own body i mean steroids are not Legal, yeah, yeah. well, it's just right? it's it's but the point is you're doing something to yourself, you're choosing to do something to yourself, or versus right. attacking an unwilling person, right? Yeah. Right, I think people need to look at the bigger picture here. I think Astros fans, as biased as they are, and they want to root for their own team, and I guess I get it, he's your player, but you know what, you need to look at the bigger picture here, okay? Yeah. If Osuna was on my team. I would be happy with the team's results. I wouldn't be happy that he's on my team, and I wouldn't be happy that he's he's he is contributing to something that could probably be done without him. He and would I, wouldn't be cheer- exactly. I wouldn't be cheering for him. All these people who are right. like, "Oh, it's Ozuna season." Right? Do you understand uh, how gross you look that you're the fan of like a World Series team, and you're acting as if like they're defensive. I- it, it, I don't know. It's, it's just it's gross. It is. I just think it it's is. so gross. And it honestly shows you a lot about their character. Like I rooted for the Astros in the World Series last year. I went to a World Series game at Dodger Stadium and I was like, you know, Houston's been through a lot this year. This is their 2013. I admire the fact that they played so well in the ALDS because I went to game four of the ALDS and it was heartbreaking. But yeah. when I wrote my article after that game, I was like, look, they were a better team. They played good baseball. They wanted it more. Like, this is their year. I can feel it. And I was right. And this year, it's like a completely different thing. It's like you get one taste of it, and all of a sudden, you're the cockiest. Like, they make Yankees look humble, and that no, is hard to do. Yeah, yeah it is. But, yeah, I mean, God, we have found the newest, most obnoxious fans in baseball. Congratulations, guys. You suck. I mean, Justin and I had some well, of the dumbest we'll, people we'll see. I've ever met <laughs> no, in, they're, my, no, in they're, our they're, yeah, and they were pretty freaking dumb. Yep. It was ridiculous. They're, they're, and they're it, like, it, oh, it, well, like, you should, like, uh, we have, like, a World Series. I'm like, cool, we have eight. And we've <laughs> been up. around twice as long as you. And we won three in ten years. It, it, and um, we weren't even in our league until 2013. Yeah. And like, even that first you? season, you're, you're, you're such a random. The Astros were such a random team for such a long time. Like, they were the Colt 45s. Like, can you were a team named after a gun. That's the most Texas thing I've ever heard. <laughs> then you were just like a terrible um, team. And then your own league didn't want you. And they switched you over to the American League. Like, what do you like? Yeah, you had a great World Series last year. Talk to me when you can't, when you, it's one of, you're not a one hit wonder, you know? I mean, we've been doing this since 19, we've been doing this for, since 1903. Yeah. I, I, I think there's more to be seen. With uh, obviously every fan base has bad fans, but you know I think there's more to be seen. We will, we will, I'm sure, continue this conversation when it gets closer to the playoffs when we kind of figure out who we're facing. But um, I kind of want to get into a little segment here. Um, I, <laughs> calm down, Gabriel. I, I know, I know, it's been a little rant time for you, but we're we're gonna we're gonna move on a little bit. It's hard um, to come back from vacation, man. <laughs> I was so it. peaceful in the desert this weekend. <laughs> and now I'm just like, <laughs> welcome back to reality. Um, <laughs> and reality is our bullpen, and that yeah. is a harsh reality. <laughs> reality is a depiction of your own thoughts. So I want to do Damn, buy or sell. Kyle. Kyle, take it easy with the philosophy, okay? I want to do buy or sell. Please, we're selling Kyle's philosophy. 
Okay. No one wants it. All right. <laughs> Buy or sell. Buy if you agree. Sell if you disagree. Um, I'm gonna give you a topic and then just give me uh, give me like a brief explanation after uh, why you why you think you should agree or disagree by or sell. I'll do my own as well. Um, here we go. Topic number one: Chris Sale will be the same sale that we're used to seeing after his DL return. Uh, Kyle, I'm gonna buy into this just because. I mean, we we kind of talked about it a little earlier. I I don't, I don't feel like he there's anything wrong. I feel like he's fine. I mean. He he did do do amazing things against Baltimore. That was a while ago. Who knows what's going on? But I'm all in. Yeah. Can I have a third option where I, I like hold the item in my cart for like a day? No. I mean, I'm gonna say bye because like it's Chris Sale. He's literally Chris Sale. It's like Beyonce just being like, I'm Beyonce. Like that's just Chris <laughs> Sale on the one hand. On the other hand, the Orioles are basically a minor league team. Like I they're they're a wiffle ball team of seven year olds right now. So like yes, it was impressive that he only needed seventy eight pitches to strike out twelve batters in five innings. But remember who he was playing against. He hasn't faced a real team in a while. The Blue Jays medium like they're annoying enough that like every once in a while we lose to them they're not good enough that we're going to see him in the postseason so i feel like it's a good place for him to start his comeback like i'm i'm much happier that he's doing that than like you know us just throwing him in the deep end against a team like the astros where like that would have been stressful yeah so i'm still gonna buy all right i'm gonna sell i'm keeping my uh i'm keeping my receipt i'm selling what because He's gonna be better than he's gonna be better than what we're, okay. we're used to. Okay? okay, I like that. That he, was a plot he, twist I should have seen coming. He he has been so just reserved. It's just kind of like you know you know how like the the and I'm not I'm not good with uh, science or anything, but you know how like magma is like it's like under pressure and it's waiting to burst out of a volcano. That's Chris Sale right now, guys. Okay, he just wants to go out. And just punch tickets and strike people out. He he wants to strike out every single he's freaking. He is really hungry, and I think we're he's going to take it to another level we no one's ever seen before, and it's going to be Pedro esque. I hope you're that, I want him to go Pedro esque on the Astros and just ruin oh, their lives. Block that, that would be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, okay. That'd be like two. David back against the Yankees against the Yankees this this summer which was great. That'd be exciting. Yeah. Um topic number 2 David Price should be moved to the bullpen for the playoffs. Nope. Kyle. Uh, well, we know what Gabby's going to do. <laughs> I'm a sell. Okay. Just just because he's been doing phenomenal things. He's been the best pitcher the Sox have had since Chris Sale hit the DL. And honestly, he was the second best pitcher when we had Chris Sale off the DL. Right. He, he's just doing phenomenal things and if you don't like it, well, get over it. David Price is here. He's going to stay, and he's going to get dubs all day. Gabrielle? Yeah, I mean, a 1,000%. David Price has been phenomenal. We've won something like – I mean, before this weekend, we'd won something like 17 of his last 19 starts at Fenway. Yeah. The guy's – Amazing. Whatever was in his head the last couple years seems to, he seems to have exercised his demons. He is filthy. I got to see him pitch twice this year in the four two of the four four games at home this year so far. Two of them I saw Brian Johnson. Two of them I saw David Price. Like 
it's the weirdest fucking thing ever for my starters. But David Price, two weekends ago, amazing. So great. All in. I mean, postseason David Price is a little bit stressful because he's been to the postseason like nine times and he has not been good. But the two last years with Boston, he had terrible seasons. And that obviously impacted what he was doing in the postseason. Yeah. And he yeah. was effective last year. And he was like our only effective pitcher last year, even though he was there in the bullpen. He still, you know, was a difference maker. So I think that this year, when now that he's finally got his head on straight, I I have I am allowing myself to be optimistic. Yay. So, and I'll cry I, later. No, you'll be fine. You're not no one's crying. Um <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm gonna I think mm, I'm gonna sell it. Okay. I'm gonna sell so it, but it's close. Selling. It's close. It's close because you know what? I I I think this team is looking for a setup man, and you know he could be a multiple inning setup guy. The way he's pitching, you know, you have guys like Brazier, you have guys like Pointer, you have guys like you know Kimbrel to shut it out. You know what I mean? Like he, I think if I if I were Cora, I would see how this because it all depends on the starting rotation. If the starting rotation doesn't need him, you have Sale, Porcellos, you know, bouncing back and doing really good consistently, E-Rod. consistently, and Erod is doing his thing. You could run him with a three man rotation and then push Price to the bullpen for the later innings or the high leverage innings, and I think he could really get it done. Yeah, but I don't like rotation, a three man rotation. No, I know, but yeah. you know what? Like, it, it's a lot of pressure, and it actually ends up putting more pressure on Price. Because if you have him as a long reliever and you know the rest of your bullpen sucks, you're going to end up overusing him. Yeah, I know. But you know what? This is, a, this is a big hole that needs to be plugged, guys. You know what I mean? What have we been talking about all season? I got your answer season? for that. I got What's your up? answer for that. Is it Brandon Workman? Is no. it Brandon Workman? It's Mitch oh. Moreland, guys. <laughs> no, the is best it? reliever the Red Sox have <laughs> never seen. And I might like this answer. I have been asking for Mitch Moreland to pitch in relief since like over a year ago like because it's just like so like he's done it he did it with the rangers and i just want it so bad like i thought we were gonna get it that 19 inning game last september against the blue jays when i was there till 1 30 in the morning i was like my god john farrell john farrell is using every single person but matt barnes i was like at some point he's gonna have to use mitch borland no carson smith who hadn't pitched in like over a year was the 17th inning man. I'm like, can I just get Mitch Moreland up there for like half a second, please? Like for my own sanity. But no, he hasn't done a Boston stint yet. He's only done Rangers. No, he's, but he's done a, yeah, no, he, sure? he struck someone out. I remember watching that game. No, Mitch Moreland has not pitched since he got here. I swear to you. He's pitched Boston last year. All right, someone, Kyle, someone, someone, look that up, Kyle. What, Kyle, what were you if say? you find it, you better send it to me so I can watch it on repeat till I fall asleep. All right, hold on, hold on. But anyways, think, Justin, so the yeah, guy who's yeah. going to be your long reliever, mm-hmm. Nathan Eovaldi. Mm. Mm. I've Mm-mm. lost a lot of confidence in Nathan Eovaldi. See? Mitch Moreland pitches a shutout in an eight twenty five twenty seventeen in the Red Sox uniforms. Yeah, it was last year. It was actually the player players' weekend. Actually, yes, I think. yes. So that's shut a lot. out He shut out the first game. Oh, good! A shutout inning when we got uh, swept in players' weekend. That's okay. phenomenal. Topic All right, three. but now I get to watch that later, so that's a treat. You're welcome. Topic three. It's time to trust Kimbrel again. Kyle. Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Why? Because 
everyone knows that everyone in that bullpen should be feeling the pressure from fans, media, and and themselves just not performing well. You always got that one guy in the group who's got to be the leader. That man is my boy Craig Kimbrell. He's got the heat. He's got the knuckle curve that will blow you off your seat. And, uh, yeah, he's coming, and he's going to do it. I got this. He's going to do it. Uh, what are you thinking? I want to buy so badly. My God. Um, I can't, though. I'm sorry. I can't buy. I. There's no wrong answer. No, I can't buy. I'm not going to buy. He, look, Craig Kimbrell has the ability to be so dominant. It's incredible. But I have also been at so many games where Craig Kimbrell has blown the game. And especially this season when, like, I've seen him come into games where it's like we have a four-run lead and all of a sudden the bases are loaded. Like, you can't do that. His walks are up from last year. His earned runs over, like, half as many innings pitched as the first half of the season. He's got the same earned runs in half as many innings as he did the first half. Something like seven earned runs in the first half, seven earned runs in half as many innings this half. The guy is not the same. And considering we have grown up in an age of Keith Folk and Koji Uihara, I'm sorry. If you're not able to close a game, you're not a closer. So, like, as much as I would love to be able to trust Kimbrell, it's not like it's even just this season. He either is incredible or he is an absolute disaster. There is no in-between from him. Even last week when he came in, he struck out the first two batters, and I literally tweeted, oh, God, is Craig Kimbrell about to walk the third batter? And he did. And it's like, you at them. this point, you at this point, you know, no, it's just that you at this point, you expect that he's walking at least one batter. And in a postseason game where you have actual functional hitters on the other team, you need someone who's coming in to destroy them. You need a Koji. You don't need a Kimbrel who's given up a walk-off Grand Slam to Mark Teixeira the month before he retires. It's just not. I just can't do it. I wouldn't I'm use coaches. I'm already as a putting all of my coach. faith in David Price, guys. There's only so much faith I have to give people. I, I wouldn't use Koji as a standard, though. Folk. Yes, folk. Folk is a great standard, but but Koji, no, he he just hasn't done enough in his career to be a standard for a good, good closer. Papelbon's a better standard over Koji. I'm saying for the postseason. Oh, postseason. All right. All Talking right. postseason. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking yeah. okay, Pap Folk, Papelbon, Koji. Yeah. Kimbrel, right. it's like a ridiculous thing to say that a guy reaches three hundred saves faster than anyone in major any closer in major league history and also is having the worst season of their career. And that's what's going on with Craig Kimball. And that's such a typical thing to happen to a Red Sox player. But the point is like I don't feel confident seeing him come in with a two-run lead. I should feel confident that we have at least one pitcher on this team who can pitch a clean inning. It's like it really shouldn't be that hard for a team that has the highest payroll, that best wins in baseball, but it shows you how good our offense is most of the time. Because if they weren't, if this was last year's offense, if we didn't have JD, we would be a third-place team with this bullpen. Yeah. No question. And that's why that's why I'm going to sell uh, I don't. I don't think it's time to trust him right now. 
I think he needs to show us more before we can trust him uh, again. He is having one of the worst seasons of his career, like Gabrielle said. I think it's um, the worst. I think it. I think it is. I think it is sure that's what. I mean, I don't know if it's still true, but it was true of like two weeks ago. Yeah, no, it, I think. Now. I think it. I think it is still true. Um, but you know, like he has since August since, since August seventeenth, he has a one point five ERA. It's not, you know, as as a closer, you got to think as a closer because if you're a closer giving up runs, you know, you just don't want that at all. Um, but. Um, you know, I mean, he has. He, I mean, like how many said, innings is that though? Since that it's, day, it's only it's only six innings. It's only six okay, innings so pitched. They like, haven't used him a whole lot. No, I know. Right. And the problem with that is like they don't want to use him a lot because he's not pitching very well. But the problem with Kimbrel is that he's the kind of pitcher who really needs regular work. We've seen yes. it from him before yep. when he doesn't pitch every like three games or whatever every three days, his work gets worse. So it's this horrible kind of catch twenty two of like. We don't want to use him because he's not doing very well. But if we don't use him, he'll probably get worse. Yeah. No. And which and why, that's which is why it's important that like hopefully he'll get some good work against like the the Jays and the Mets this weekend because like especially the Mets. I mean the Mets are terrible. I'm excited Met, for Degrom. The Met, Yeah. No. You know what? So we'll we'll get into that. Let's 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 jump into that right now. Uh, for the week, here's the week matchups real quick. I don't have the Red Sox pitches for the Mets just yet, but um, we'll. So we got Ali Porcello, right? Well, so I'm going to start from the Jays. So, so Tuesday today, if you're listening, uh, we got Baruki uh, versus Chris Sale, who is opening as uh, as the Red Sox. Hey. He is back. Uh, he is pitching. Uh, a, he is limited stay in Canada. Honestly, no, I, I, <laughs> I've never home. been to Canada, but I, I'd like I'd like to. Um, uh, what's not it called? you, Six. the Jays. I'm saying, like, if you know Chris Sale is coming off the DL to pitch against you, like, I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I can't. My Fortnite's acting up. Like, pull a David Price, get out of there. Yeah, my, my, my man, David Price. Now, come on now. Um, it's a joke. You guys know, know I'm on know, the know, I know, I know. Right you gotta saying, hop like, on the wagon. Yeah, everybody Chris on the Sale, show. Chris Sale is the daddy of almost every person, every team he faces. So, like, it is not unsurprising yeah. for the, like, 65 and 78 Blue Jays under an under 500 team. They're the new Orioles. Because it's, like, at this point, the fact that the Orioles even have to play the rest of the season is sad. So now we move on to the Blue Jays. This is his second rehab start, the Blue yeah. Jays. No, it is. He's like to he hell week, He smells good in the water. And he's he's, he's gonna be yeah. he's gonna be limited oh. to uh, two innings pitched forty two innings pitched and or forty pitches. So we'll see how he does. Um, Chris the, Sale the, might go forty like forty pitches over ten. You guys realize like for Chris Sale, he could probably stretch out to five innings. He could stretch forty pitches. Oh like, yeah. If he's first of all, if he's only popping people up, which like I know he likes to strike out people, so that's not gonna happen. But like realistically if he popped up like one batter per inning he could pitch a complete game yeah. almost <laughs> like i was reading an article he's he's top 10 in pop-ups and pitchers to allow pop-ups to the catcher in the last five years yeah yeah no, and I, he's uh i mean when he when he had his rehab start against the orioles last month he went five innings and it only took him 58 oh no seven was it 78 pitches to strike out twelve batters. No, I know he 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 was that's extremely even, efficient. Like it's like, not, that's even, not fair. even the ones popping up. That's just yeah. twelve strikeouts. Yeah. So it's like 
I mean, like they say, oh, two innings or 40 pitches. You know that that's Cora being like, obviously, I know you want to go longer than two innings, Christopher. Yeah. But I got to say two innings so people don't get nervous that I'm pushing you back in too soon. Like, it's clearly going to be more than two innings. It's going to be like six innings. The thing the thing to note about this game is that I don't care if the Red Sox were to lose. I just want to hear Chris Sale after that game be like, I feel so great. I am oh so God. ready to pitch for the rest of the season. Like, that's the only thing I want to hear. I don't I care need, if the yeah, Red Sox win. I don't care if the Red Sox lose. I don't Chris Sale verbally because it's like – that's mm-hmm. that was the thing with the, the Orioles game was like he was so good. Yeah. And then he went back on the DL. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But we all know it what Chris Sale's gonna say after the game, regardless of of how many but innings he, he pitches. Know that Chris Sale, yeah. Chris Sale wants to be there so badly. He's like Pedroya. He's like, I will literally like do anything to be in the game. But the but the other thing is like he's one of the best pitchers of this generation. Yeah. You can't have him risking his arm, you know. No, of course. I know. But, you know, I mean, at the, the same time, like... traded for him, Kopech is having you, Tommy John. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, but... Sal's going to say the same thing. He's going to say, yeah, I, I felt good. It would have been better to pitch longer. That's all he's going to say. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how he feels, he feels after good. that. Yeah, no, as long as he feels good, that's it. Uh, Wednesday is Sanchez versus Price. Thursday is oh, Gaviglio versus Erod. <laughs> Um, so that's the Jays series in a nutshell. Uh, obviously, I mean, you know, at this point, it wouldn't be insane to think that they're going to sweep the Blue Jays um, at home. I mean, you know, it, I don't think we that do that's have the best home record in baseball. Yeah, I, I don't think that's out of, you know, that's I don't think that's crazy to say. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think that's expected of them. You know what I mean? Uh, we, slept, we slept them last year in the September series, too. I was at yeah. two of those games. It was the last two nights I was in Boston before I moved to LA, I was at back-to-back Jays games, and uh, they're just not. I mean, they're 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 well under five hundred. They're thirty-two and a half games out of first. Their they away record is their away record is twenty-eight and forty-one. Yeah, and no, they're they, five and five in their last ten. So it's like they're, they're just not even their home record. They're thirty-seven and thirty-seven. Like they are just not a team this year. No, they got they, rid of they, Donaldson also, so they have no Don, yeah. Donaldson's about to be activated for the Indians. And we'll see how that goes. I, I don't know how it's going to go. Goes, but... yeah. So who's going to close out their game? God forbid. It's Ken Giles. Oh my God! Even worse. <laughs> Would you rather Ken Giles? I mean, obviously everyone should rather Ken Giles, but it's yeah. Like, I'd rather the guy have a guy who's going to jail or the guy who sucks at pitching. Yeah. Ken, see, the the thing I like about Ken Giles is that he beats himself instead of other people. So yeah. you know what I mean, like that. See, that which is, is what I would love. Do. What I would love, and like this won't happen, but like what I would love is like for Roberto Ozuna to like not be allowed to play because he's like going to jail. Yeah, that, that, that is a serious possibility. Better. You know, it'd be what? even better. And then it's for Ken Giles to like next year have the best season of his career with the Blue Jays. And just to be able to be like, wow, Houston, you have a problem. No, it would be even better. Well, funnier, I should say. He throws one pitch, accidentally plunks a guy, and then, like, bench is clear, and then he just gets laid out right on the pitcher's mound. That would be a lot better, too. I would love for Joe Kelly to just kind of, like – He needs to get into a fight again. I I need two things from Joe Kelly. Joseph Kelly, if you're listening to this, please, I need two things from you. Please, okay? I need you to get into another fight. Even if even if it's me, I'll fight if 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 that's <laughs> fight Milwaukee, find okay. Tyler Austin. Anybody, yeah, yeah, anybody. <laughs> and then I also need Jim Buchanan back. 
I oh, need yes. Jim Buchanan back because you know what? When you had all the magic, you were Jim Buchanan. And then you kind of lost a little bit of magic, and Jim Buchanan was—I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him for a while. Where'd you go? The, they had him on today. They had the throwback clip, remember? Yeah, but I need—I need new he said, material. He said anything less than forty homers, you'll probably yeah, get yeah, booed. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So he, he ain't getting booed. To our boy JD. Yeah, he is just incredible. He's the, the first. He's he has the chance to have uh, the first global triple crown since Mickey Mantle did. I'm not sure the year. But no one has gotten, and by global triple crown, I know Miguel Cabrera won the triple crown, but he did it. It only qualified, not qualified, but the numbers only qualified for AL only. Uh, he didn't get all three categories over the entire uh, MLB. Um, he won't Jay get Martinez. He 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 could he could. I think he's he the him and Mookie are still in the lead. No, I know, but I mean, we'll we'll see. He's not catching. We'll see. We'll see. Um. So uh, I just I want to get into the the Mets uh, series real real quick. Um, I I am not sure who's pitching Friday and Saturday for the Red Sox, but I do know. Um, so Friday for the Mets is Mats, uh, who has been completely awful, and Syndergaard, who has been iffy. Um, I feel bad for him. 1956, by the way. He won. He won how many triple crowns? Three. Did he win three? He, I think he. I think he won one more than one. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Or maybe not. Pretty sure. Um, batting triple crown. Um, the most batting triple crowns won by a player is two, and it's Roger Hornsby, yeah. Ted Williams. Ted Williams, yeah. And um, did he only really only win one? I, I yeah, he, he won only won least... one. He only okay. won one. It's only pitchers. Don't uh, pitchers who've got um, the most by a player. The most by a pitcher is three, and that was um, Grover Cleveland Alexander, Walter yeah. Johnson, and Sandy Koufax. Interesting. Okay, well, I got a little confused in my history there. Clemens but, um, Clemens won two. He won two triple crowns. Clemens right? Clemens won. Yeah, Clemens won. Um, where is it? Have Barry Bonds ever won one? Probably not. Yeah, no. And that's no. that's surprising. That's insane to Since me. But... In between in between Yaz in 1967, there was no one in between Yaz in 67 and Miggy in 2012. There was no one for Batman. Yeah, M- Miguel was the first one since since Yaz did it. Yeah. Pitching but... is a lot it's a lot more common for pitchers. There have been pitchers like there was there was like a Steve Carlton won in 72 and then it took like until 1985 for Dwight Gooden to win one. And then another break when Clemens won two years in a row, Clemens won back to back in 97 and 98 and then Pedro won 99, but like Verlander won it. Kershaw and Verlander split it in 2011. (laughs) Jake Peavy. That's like the funniest thing. No one ever remembers that Jake Peavy won it in 07 and like Jake Peavy. Cy Young. Cy Young, Jake Peavy. 2013, yeah. Jake Peavy with the San Diego Padres, which is yeah, like such Padres. a mind fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but Clemens, Clemens won two. It's only, yeah, it was also, I mean, obviously it was a lot easier back in like the time when pitchers would pitch like a million innings at a time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Koufax. Um, but so getting back to the Mets, uh, and I could talk about that literally all day. Um, but I want to get back. Off season episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Sunday is time to talk about nerdy. Yeah, no, nah, 
yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. I'm sure there's there's a plethora of things that we could talk about. But um, Sunday is Degrom versus Chris Sale. Oh, huge. That huge is like matchup. I, I would fly home David for that. versus Goliath. I tell you what, okay, if you think baseball is boring, do not watch oh. this game because it is going to be zero zero into the eleventh inning. No, do okay. watch this game because it's going to be such a no. freaking artistry of no, pitchers. I'm saying. If you're a casual fan, or like you, if you think baseball is boring, do not watch this game because if you're you know a millennial, what? basically. You do you see how wet we're getting right now of this matchup? Okay, this matchup is incredible to us. But the casual fan or someone who thinks baseball is boring, they're gonna be like, "There's no runs being scored. This is boring. This is horrible. Like, why would I want to watch this? Like, I don't want you to watch it. It's not an accurate description de- de- depiction of our game. Let us worry Enjoy. about." This is going to be like early 1900s when pitching ruled baseball. This is yeah. like this is like dead ball era before, you know, Ray Chapman died on the field. This is this is like Babe Ruth as a Red Sox pitcher in 1916 baseball. Yeah. This yeah. is going to be epic. There's some Cy Young stuff. Though it, of course, it, it, I will say one of the reasons Degrom, one of the reasons that DeGrom is so good is because the National League is not as good as the American League this year. He's facing no. a lot of teams that aren't that good. But, he, I mean... Like, he's filthy. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying Chris Sale... Like, DeGrom has not faced J.D. Martinez this year. He has not faced Mookie Betts. He has not faced Xander Bogarts. He is not facing these guys who are leading all of Major League Baseball. He's facing, like, the Phillies and the Braves. Like... Congratulations. They're not, you know, and meanwhile, Chris Sale gets to face the Mets. So it's no, like a little I, bit of an imbalance. Like, yes, we have the two best pitchers, but we also have to look at the teams behind those pitchers. You have the Red Sox, and I'm saying this knowing full well that my poor boyfriend is a Mets fan. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's that's going to be. We started, we started the season and it was like, both of our teams are doing so well. And like, so quickly it went from like, oh my God, we have first place teams. Like, are we going to fight when our teams face each other in the World Series to like now being like, where'd they go? You want to, like, now he watches Red Sox games with me to like see like what a good team looks like. I, now I get confused. Is it Syndergaard? Or is it Degrom that has a terrible record but a great ERA? No, it's Degrom. It's Degrom. Because it is Degrom. Degrom, because that's my point. Degrom's team is terrible. No so run even support. though he has no run support. Meanwhile, Chris. So it's like it's like yes, Sox is it's Sale versus Degrom this weekend. But when you realize who they each have to pitch against, this is another rehab start for Sale, and Degrom has to face Shady Martinez, battle. who might be a triple crown. And Mookie no. Betts, who just had like some kind of ridiculous, uh, let's see, I saw this tweet from Elias Sports like the other day. Um, Mookie Betts is the only major leaguer ever to hit forty plus doubles and steal twenty plus bases in four straight years. That's insane. That's insane. The, the I, only four, the only Sox player to ever hit forty plus doubles in four straight years, aside from him is Wade Boggs, who did it for seven years. But that's not the base-stealing thing. He's the only major leaguer ever to do 40 doubles and 20-plus base, 40-plus doubles and 20-plus bases four years in a row, ever, yeah. in the history of baseball. So, like, I said it a couple years ago. versus nobody on the Mets. Yeah. I said it a no, couple no, no. years ago. I'm going to say it now. MVP. 
Yeah. Round it. So, I, if I – and you know what's funny? If I know baseball, it's going to be a really high-scoring game. Watch. Probably. Watch. It'll just be one of those things where it's like no one fucking saw this this comment. Excuse my language, but I mean, no I'm one... assuming it's a blowout. That's like uh, that, a, that's what really I'm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll see the Mets bats coming but, up anytime. You know what? Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, we say the Mets are really bad. Brandon Nimmo is having a really good season. Okay, Brandon Nimmo is having a good season. You got, um, I think, Conforto is is coming around. Uh, the I mean the rest of the the rest of the players are like you know they're dog shit but you know what and 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 um oh man who's the the little league guy on on the third the third baseman uh um oh why I forgot his name uh he was on the Yankees last year Frazier yeah yeah Todd Frazier Todd Frazier he's he's you know he I mean, is, is he Jay Bruce you. Playing or is he still on the JL? No, he's, no, he's, he's he's on the DL he's I don't think he's played. And Cespedes isn't playing. Those are the two guys you really need to worry about. But you know, Brandon Nimmo, you're gonna hear you're, you're gonna hear his name a lot in this season. No, he, this Bruce series. is off the DL. Yeah, is he? Bruce yeah, he is he off the just DL. Be, he must have just come off the DL then. But I mean, um, he doesn't scare me at all. Okay. Since coming off the DL, and this is so <laughs> since coming off the DL for plantar fasciitis, back issues, and hip issues. He's 13 for 43, so that's batting 302 with three homers, three doubles, and six RBI. He went yeah. two for two um, two nights ago with two singles, two walks, and two run scores. And before he was on the DL, he was hitting 212 with only three home runs and 17 RBIs and 212 at-bats. Yeah. So <laughs> he had a pretty downer season for the contract he signed. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's been a Mets guy back to the Mets. Yeah. So from from the Indians, so he's like, I mean, he's a Mets guy, but also it's like, I mean, you can't, you literally just can't compare these two teams. Like, there's there's really there's really no comparing them. Um. No, there isn't. But you know what? Like, so, if yeah. I if I do know baseball, I know that I think this might be a little different than what we're projecting. But we'll see. I we'll got see. you it's a prediction be... for this entire week. Let me guess. Uh, sweep. Uh... <laughs> Besides that prediction, I got another oh, okay. one. Just popped uh-huh. in my head. We're gonna see a lot of my boy Brandon Phillips. Okay. I want we'll some Brandon Phillips. We're gonna He's... see a lot of my boy Phillips. Can we talk for a second about the fact that Rafael Devers should just not be playing as much as he's playing? Because, I mean, I... my God. I think I think they're they they want to revert back to the old Devers from last year. The yeah, Devers but you that can't we just like do that by giving him playing time. I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, was it two nights two games ago, like the middle game of the series when it was like he was like zero for five or whatever, and no, he, he has, and, it's like, and it's like every single time, and he made like yet another error, and he has the most errors in baseball, and it's like. As By the far. game went on, I just kept expecting that Cora would use a pinch hitter, and he just didn't. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. I get it that you want to give him a chance. But once you're into, like, the fourth inning, sixth inning, eighth inning, and Devers is still in the game, and meanwhile, you have the option for Eduardo Nunez, who is not only a better third baseman than Rafael Devers, but hit three home runs in the last two weeks. Why are you not playing Eduardo Nunez against probably, the best, the, one of the best teams case. in baseball? Devers is interesting 
So he had no AAA experience last season, and none of none of this is really his fault. The, the he had no barely any development. He literally was just sent up to trip to MLB from Double A, basically playing what three or four games in Triple A. That does nothing. Yeah, the, the kid's twenty one years old. He has a lot of defensive issues, and it, most of it is just throwing it to first base. That's where ninety percent of his errors come, because he's one he's one of the better defensive third basemen out there. He just can't throw the freaking ball. Yeah, and we talked about this. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. We talked about this whole thing with Devers. I said the same thing. He had no minor league time, and a lot of being in the minor leagues is like working on this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because this stuff doesn't fly in the majors. And we said, you know, he was too good to be in the minor is in certain ways, like hitting. But he's not quite ready for the majors yet. And the problem is, like, yeah, Cora, I get it. Congratulations that you want to mentor the kid. But you know what? You want to win a World Series, too. And if he's not doing it for you, sit him down. He's 12 years old. He'll get his chance. (laughs) You're going to ruin the game for everyone else because you want to mentor your buddy? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I think he sees so much of himself endeavors, though. I don't fucking care. He's going to cost us a World Series when we have had the best record that we've had in like at least 10 years. He's going to cost us a World Series because he feels a kinship with Raphael Devers. This isn't a Disney movie. <laughs> you got to remember, we had... Um... And I'm like the most touchy-feely person out there. I like, you know, have a David Ortiz pillow on my bed and I watch the 2004 World Series movie when I have a bad day. But let me tell you, <laughs> this is still a game when you're playing for Boston, Boston fans want to win. And it's not like last year where it's like, okay, like we weren't that great. So it's like, yeah, you can kind of like let this be a tutorial for him. We are the best team in baseball. Yeah. And when you already have a shit bullpen and you're trying to win a World Series, you can't also then be playing around with your offense and your infield defense. You can't yeah. do it. You already have a liability. You can't add another one. We were doing better before Vasquez and Devers came off the DL. We were. I I think it, it, it's just I, – I just, I just want to, like, wrap up, but, you know – I don't know. Like that. Like I said, they're they're really they're really banking on seeing the old Devers. I think he does need time to develop more. But I don't bank I, on that. I'm I don't. Selling. I don't think. <laughs> I I don't I don't think that they're gonna send him down. Because I'm not send... saying send him down. I just don't see like if you see him in a game and he's struggling through the fourth inning, sixth inning, you don't leave him in. If you've no, got these guys on the bench and they can do it and you know that they're doing well, or, you know, you bring him in when the game is, you know, when you have the game kind of on a lock, but like we had the lead every game of this series. We at least had a lead at least once in every game yeah. and we scored first in every game. Yeah. I I think the DH thing makes a lot of sense. I brought that up, uh, I think, two episodes Only ago. Only if he but... actually starts hitting again, though. Well, no, I'm saying, but like you know, you even even having him not hitting as well, it's still better than not have having him not hit as well and his woes on the field. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's a good way for him to try to kind of figure it out offensively. Um, the only thing is that again, you lose uh, you lose Jackie Bradley Jr. because someone has to you know JD Martinez is usually a DH. You're gonna have JD Martinez in the outfield. So, you know, I mean, 
I, we'll see. I don't, I don't, I'm not willing to sacrifice JBJ for, for Rafael Devers right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. JBJ so, is hitting. He is. He is you currently. Know, in, yes, he is. in May, in May, I sacrifice him a thousand percent. But first of all, yeah. when you're in, first of all, actually big thing, when you're in the postseason and you've got teams that can hit, you need JBJ in center field. The amount of robberies that that guy does, you can't sacrifice him. You need him. The other thing is he's really turned up the heat the last couple weeks. In two in two of the, the games against, um, was it the Braves maybe? I don't know. In two back-to-back games, he had the tying RBI. Yeah. He has been very effective in very important moments. And you cannot you cannot sacrifice him for a ninth for a twenty one year old who can't who, like who isn't even hitting like yeah if Rafael Devers was amazing at bat I would say oh yeah maybe try him out at DH for like one game see how you do but postseason when you need JBJ in the outfield and he's hitting better than Devers anyway a thousand percent you say Rafael Devers I'm sorry this is what happens like yeah it's maybe our fault because we called you up too soon. But at the same time, dude, you've been here for over a year now. You're playing with the big boys. This is what happens. You don't perform. You don't get to play in the postseason because we need people who are going to – like you go to the postseason to win the postseason, not to give people the experience of learning important lessons. That's not what this is. That being said, I think that Devers is going to run into a really important spot and sometime in this postseason I think he's going to pull through. I I know that I might be a little more over – um, I guess optimistic when it comes to the Red Sox in certain aspects, but you know, I I we've seen we Rafael Devers ended the postseason last year on a really good note. He hit that inside the park home run. It was really cool to see, but at the same time, we know that he can kind of produce in the postseason. You know what I mean? And you know, he's been in spots like that before. Yeah, and a and Chapman home run. Yeah, no, I know, and and he's been in, and he hit that grand slam this year against the Yankees. Um, but you know, I think that I don't think it's time to give up on his at bats just yet. I think I have to see I'm a little not bit fully more. Giving up on him. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, like watching him still be in that game on Sa- I was Saturday, I guess maybe it was like you know you got to know how much. To give someone as a manager it's really important to be able to kind of read the room yeah like you need you need like and that was a problem Farrell always had he left all of his pitchers in for too long and mm-hmm. we watched all these games slip away the difference is this is an actual good team Cora yeah. can't just be get, like you know can't just be leave endeavors in because he has a soft spot for the guy he buys Chipotle for <laughs> I, and you know I, I I don't know man like it's just I, I th- and no one's saying give up on him completely forever. No, that is definitely not no, the case because no, he, no, no. he is he has the about as, as high of a ceiling as I've ever seen anybody have, uh, potential wise. And I mean, he's he's only 21 years old, so I mean, you know, he has a long way to go before he even captures his identity in this league yet. So, no one's saying that whatsoever. Buckle um, up, boys, but but. This this season, I think, is is a really uh, I mean, listen, they don't call a sophomore slump for nothing. You know what I mean? Like he is going through that. You know what I mean? So we'll see how he does next year. Um, And I think, uh, you know, I think there's still a little bit more to be seen out of Devers this season. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Um, 
any closing thoughts, guys? We're going to wrap this one up tonight. Uh, I hate how depressed I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Please. It, it's all right. Just, 98 just wins and you're depressed. <laughs> just, just watch it this just whole. Did not, it did not feel good this weekend. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean, ladies and gents, forever's listening. I hope you have brand new brooms in your closets ready to be used because <laughs> they're going to get a lot of action this week. So um, make sure they're nice and dust free. Make sure you got your nice music to sweep with because it's happening. Kyle says we're sweeping. Um, and yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think, I think uh, it wouldn't be a failure if we didn't sweep. But at the same time, I think that's what everyone is expecting them to do against these guys. So, uh, you know, we'll go a we'll, long way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we'll, you guys, you guys will catch us uh, sometime later in the week. We're gonna record again. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys uh, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, Anchor. Uh, tune in anywhere that there's a podcast, we're on it. Boston Sports Extra. Check out bostonsportsextra.com. We have a bunch of writers. Not only do we do Red Sox, we do Patriots, we do Celtics, we do uh, the Revs, we do Bruins, we do anything New England. Um, so I do not. You do not. You do not. <laughs> Gabrielle. Would, like would just like to announce that in honor of football season, I will continue to barely care about sports other than baseball. <laughs> you can take Gabrielle case, out. I I have followers who ask me, they're like, so can I expect this level of intensity from you for the Patriots? And I was like, do you think, <laughs> do you think anyone has the energy to do what I do for baseball season? Like I need the off season to recuperate from how much energy dilly dilly. the yeah. baseball season goes for. It's just yeah. like, I, I need the off season about <laughs> as much as JD Martinez will need the off season, maybe more. Cause like he actually spends the off season preparing. I spend the off season sleeping. And like trying to figure out how I expend so much energy on baseball. Baseball hibernation. You know. Gabrielle, you can <laughs> check her out at girlatthegame.com, girl at the game on Twitter. Uh, GF, is it GF Star on Twitter? Yeah, GF Star One, but Star GF, has two R's because that is my yeah. actual God given last name. GF Star. Um, and yeah, <laughs> so, so check us out, guys. Uh, we love you and we'll see you soon. Take care. See ya.